I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Travis, Travis, Travis. You ready, sir? I am sort of ready, sure. Um, man, Get it feels ready. like a week since we talked. It, it does. It shouldn't, but it does. Uh, and today, my friend, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about something that I feel is often contentious uh, for players of D&D. Really? Yes. Maybe the most contentious ability score in the history of Dungeons & Dragons. That is charisma. We're going to talk about... That's a bold, bold statement. I, I, I think it's true. I, I think it's true. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. One, because... Admittedly, many players of D&D, probably myself included, might not consider ourselves as charismatic fellows in the larger scale of the world, right? Often this hobby does attract uh, those of us who have felt socially awkward or inept at various points in our life. Mm-hmm. And I know I count myself amongst that cohort, certainly. Um, but charisma itself also like often gets conflated with attractiveness, right? When- it does indeed, yeah. When it's clearly something separate from that. So today I wanted to I don't talk know necessarily about if I would, if I would call it clearly, but uh, yes, I, I I have often I have always felt it is a completely distinct element from attractiveness. Though attractiveness could be the source of it, so could ten other things. Uh, so today we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm just saying I, I don't think I don't think they're necessarily different things. I I'm just sure. saying. Sure, sure, fair enough. They're, they're, I, I, anyways. Talking about something else here. Yeah, we're going to talk about rolling charisma versus role playing charisma. That's what we're going to talk about today. How do you utilize charisma in Dungeons and Dragons? Right? How do you properly capture it? So does this translate to other games as well? Yeah, I games think so. have stuff like charm or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. different different named stat, but means the same thing. Yes, personality or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anytime. You're, you have a number that is identifying, that is putting a mechanical value. So, a social attribute. Yes. On your sociability, right? Your, uh, your capability of connecting with other beings in the world. And, and to be very frank, we're talking about NPCs here, right? Because I find it to be very rare, although we can get into this discussion a little bit, that people try to use charisma in that way aggressively against other players though not not never and that always leads to really interesting outcomes but that's certainly a weird situation to me that's weird signs in my head when i'm thinking about it like like if you're trying if you are trying to assert your charisma on another player um and trying to use rolling you know as a way to to uh make a decision about that that's weird i don't know Oh, I'll give you some good examples. We'll we'll come we'll come we'll swing back around to that one. Let's talk about the more common case first, right? Which is you interacting with every okay, other yeah. being in the universe who isn't a player, i.e., an NPC right. being piloted by the GM, right? This is the most common use of it. Um, so where do you fall with this? Let me let me let me give you a situation, Trav, and you tell me mm-hmm. how how would I go about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. how you okay. how you would educate it as a as a game master so um 
the PCs are trying to get into a heavily protected walled city. This city is surrounded by massive, like, 20-foot stone walls and has recently come under attack by outsiders, like another invading army, right? Um, and so, as a result, they have closed off uh, the ability of anyone who is who doesn't hold a particular writ from the Lord that they're allowed to trade there to come into the city at all, right? But the PCs are desperately in need of rest and safety and shelter within the city. Perhaps they have a contact there they need to speak to. So they need to get into this city. Their quest, their goal demands it. But the guard at the gate is dead set against letting them in. He has his orders. And the PCs have no, no writ, no easy way to just grant them access. So these PCs have uh, a charisma. Somebody's probably talking or leading the way. And the PC has a charisma stat on their, their sheet, right? And combat isn't an option because if they start killing guards, you know, that's not going to get them in the city anytime soon. So um, they they could roll a stat and say like, oh, well, my charisma check was this number, was a good or bad result. Or they could have a, which which theoretically could cut out all conversation. They could have a full conversation, right? They could just discuss with the guard and attempt to create sympathy with him or tell a lie or say why they need to be in there or my ma, oh, my grandmother lives in the city and she's very sick, blah, 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 and that's it. Or they could, of course, do some combination of the two, right? They could uh, tell a lie or spin a yarn or play on the, the sympathy of the guard or whatever or retreat with him and then make a role to support that. So where do you come down? What of those situations do you like? Or perhaps there is some other road I haven't yet sketched well, out. Well, I certainly, I certainly, I certainly take probably two routes most of okay. the time in, in a situation like that. Uh, as a GM, I, either either one, the player takes the initiative in the situation and begins role playing as as the title of the game um, allows for, and uh, talks their way through it with me playing a soldier as, as to the best of my ability as the GM. Um, and I allow that situation to work itself out in whichever manner that, that it happens to, to fall on, okay? So I allow that player to play the charisma of their character. Um, that's one way I'll do it, and that's probably my favorite way to have it handled is just to have it handled for me um, by, by uh, a player with initiative. And I don't mean like by rolling initiative, I mean... You know, a player who who takes control of the situation and decides to take the stage, right? Um, and I let that I let it happen, okay. And if it's convincing, uh, I I let I let it go. Okay. Um, two, the other way um, that I let it happen is if I need if I if the the player needs some some nudging, um, I as a GM tend to fall down fall fall in favor of more role playing than less role playing. So if I see an opportunity for a player to role play in a situation and they're not seizing on it without help, I say, well, yeah, you know, they're and they're like, well, I want to I want to, you know, use my charisma to to convince the guard or whatever, uh, to convince the soldier to let us in. Well, then I'll say, well, then uh, role play it out and give me a reason to allow you to have a charisma role. And then we'll roll and we'll see how the situation turns out. Um, and then I will include, you know, modifiers depending on how that player worked during that situation. So if they role played well, they're going to get a bonus to get in because they did a good job in character trying to better the better their situation and further the story. So that's option two for me. Okay. Um, option three, which is, which is for me, like the last, the last option, 
um, which is just rolling charisma. I, I avoid that like the plague. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't think it. Um, I don't. I don't. Uh, the more the more you roll charisma, the more of a video game your 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 game is going to seem like. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I I think you come down similar to where I do in this ultimately, and it's 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 well said there. Um, the 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 initial feeling that I have is I agree. My worst case is people just roll right they're just like nope there you go that's uh i should be yeah, led in the city down, roll to 20. yeah Sorry. i got exactly i got a seventy-two thousand roll so hence i'm really good i'm the most amazing talker ever you've got to let me in now my role is really good. really good yeah that's the most boring outcome like come on yeah it's problematic to me for so many reasons and and here's the thing i think that the initial pushback we would get against this is is myriad but but here's the number one that leaps to my mind i think some people probably feel that they're just uncomfortable having those conversations so we don't want to talk it's a waste of time Mm -hmm. or i don't like to talk in character or whatever 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 right like there's a ton of excuses and the gm doesn't want to push them right because they don't want to cause a problem and here's what i'll say too bad push them yeah push them Here's your here's your opportunity to help them grow as a player. Right. Uh, use it. Take a hold of that situation. Allow them to do it. And maybe the next time when they come around to one of the situations, they'll feel like, well, I did great last time. I'm gonna do it again. Right. Exactly. Like you're it's called role playing game. And some part of that means actually playing the role. And I, I think that the the other problem with rolling as opposed to giving any kind of talking like rolling alone is that it tends to not automatically, but tends to lead to a sense of entitlement. Okay. Like if all that is important is what I roll and I roll right. really, really well, then I am suddenly character interactions don't matter. Right. I am entitled to get the outcome of my role, right? Yeah. So whatever and this reasons, is a big big problem because because you're you are bred and trained to believe that to be true to start with. If I roll to attack this creature and roll above its armor class, I hit it and therefore I win. Right. Um, you're told that's the right way to approach the situation. Um, again and again and again, it's pounded in your skull, but then you then you come across this one statistic that doesn't work that way. Right. Right. And, and so, to, so does that devalue charisma completely? Like, does it does it devalue it to those players who who really care about how how the the rules interact with the game? I I don't think Do, so. Will, will those players feel like they've just wasted scores? You know, because they put sure. put some some uh, points into that charisma stat. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas strength always yields whatever outcome it does. Right. So that is to say, like, yep. If if my if it's strength, plus four, I always get plus four. Right, you know? exactly. Yes, there's no there's no variability to it. Strength equals this. Um, I would say you're looking. My my answer to that is very simple. You're looking at it glass half empty, and it's completely the wrong way around. Yes, strength equals plus four, and always gives you plus four. But that is all strength ever gives you. It can never right. give you more. Charisma, Whereas charisma is this. Yes. It's yeah, it's the doorway to the entire game. It's the right. door the doorway to everything. Exactly. Yes, it's fungible. Yeah. Something that's interesting about about this uh this whole charisma 
situation. The the way the way it's this this entryway to to role playing a character um, is that when when you stop thinking about it as far as what what that hard bonus or negative is, and you start thinking about it instead as as kind of a a less uh, a little more fuzzy. Uh, think about it more as as in a like this is the range at which my character has the ability to influence people and do things. Then you can start to get an idea of how to play that character better. Like wh- like one like if you have a very low charisma, well then you can be you know very uncouth. You say things that people don't like. Uh, you make that character interesting through not being good at socializing. Um, or a very you know a very high number, then you you can you can start to think about well. I probably know how to deal with situations, so I can step up in most of these situations and and uh, make make a good difference, and you know change the storyline in a in a in a in a positive way as well. Um, so another player can get an entertainment in one way and entertainment another way. Fun is there to be had if you start looking at charisma in a more fuzzy way. I totally agree. Yeah. You should look at it as it's an advantage that it's not locked because yes, you could occasionally go lower, but you can also go so much higher because it's meant to work in tandem with your with your words, with your interaction with the game. It's unlike strength, which always tells whatever story the number tells, your charisma score tells the story that you tell. Like, let's return back to that guard. Let's imagine, what if that guard just got an order from his commander earlier in the day that if you let any unauthorized person in this city, you're going to hang. You already let five people in unauthorized earlier this week. One more, you're dead. You will be kicked. You will be court-martialed and hanged for your inability to complete your job. Okay? If that's what's going on, isn't it more interesting to discover that? in conversation right to suss that out suss that out and then figure out how to leverage it you know that's interesting right and then you can figure out how you could help that guard how you could work with that guard and all these types of things it's leading by actually having the conversation and not just doing the role you've you and not every single charismatic interaction needs to lead to stories like this but some can and if you shortcut it with just the role all the time, you're never going to have these, right? You just right. eliminate this from being a thing. Whereas if you use, I ultimately, I love the, I, I do love the method of using, of, of leading with the conversation and then supplanting with the role, right? And, and applying those modifiers behind the, the scenes. And what I'll say is, right. don't, be as the GM, do not limit yourself on that bonus or negative based on any other normal bonus or negative in the system. So let's say the normal bonuses or negatives that get thrown around are like plus two, minus two, or something like that. So the classic D&D example. Right? If that person gives a really convincing, if, if your player gives a really convincing speech to the person, okay, and agrees to help that guard deal with their commanding officer and says, and, you know, find some way around this and presents a really good story. And, and it's going to lead to more great narrative. And they roll and they roll like a three. Oh, right. Don't just be like, oh, well, your story failed. Yeah. To work. There's now, no reason that that has to go that way. Yeah. Right. You can be like behind the scenes, you can give them a big bonus and be like, or, or set the DC really low or however you want to think about it. It doesn't really matter. The point is, you can basically make it so that you're like, no, that's good enough. 
the guard is still a little hesitant because you didn't totally sell him and use it to build from there. So it doesn't have to be this like binomial outcome, right? Of right. like success, failure. The one role doesn't have to necessarily mean the end of the situation. Right. You can have that be the shades of success, right? And so like, well, the guard yeah. is softening. You're, you seem to be winning them over. But, and it, so then you've got, they've got to talk more. They've got to work harder. They make a second right. role or whatever, right? And slowly this narrative emerges. And that becomes memorable. It can turn very simple interactions like this into something great. Again, not everyone has to be. Sometimes it could just be a quick mm -hmm. negotiation with the, the person. You say, oh, well, here's this gem I want to sell. And, you know, the, the person behind the counter is like, well, I'll give you 20. And like 20, it's worth 100. Blah, 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 blah. You make a quick roll. Okay, great. You're, you convince him he'll give you 80, right? Pfft, fine. Neat. Neato burrito. We move on with our lives. And that can be okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But you still made the character talk some. You got them more immersed in the world. The rest of the world isn't a video game, you know, just like robotic NPC there to serve them. They're, they're people with their own sort of goals and desires, and those conversations bring that to life. When I walk into a game to GM, I always walk in with, with the understanding that in my head, I believe that every character that the PCs interact with in the long run can become a part of the story in a big way, whether right. or not they're, they're you know, a single sentence on a single sheet of paper in a hundred page campaign setting that you're that you're using that that guard at the door if 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 that 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 soldier if you help him with his situation and perhaps through doing through doing so somehow you know we're, we're able to to set him up right on the other end of that situation where like you know maybe he takes the place of his superior in the end then you have a character that those that those players can come back to again in the future and have more good times with because you decided to role play that charisma check instead of rolling that charisma check just you know in a void absolutely um you know i had an example of this from a recent game we met uh a myconoid okay like a little myconid and his name was yeah, the mushroom people the mushroom people yes they are they are walking mushroom people um, we met a little mushroom person named Stool, which I find to be a very funny joke, given what mushrooms grow in. I enjoyed that joke. Yeah, potty humor. It's potty humor, but it's it's okay. And so Stool doesn't didn't actually talk, okay? He just kind of like psychically communicated with you and shot spores at you and stuff, because that's how Mike and Ed's communicate. That's more, it's often more empathetic and spore-based and stuff. But my character would talk to him as though he was, and this was just like a random NPC that had no, didn't have any intention of being an ongoing anything in the story, right? But my character talked to him and I and was fascinated by this, this mushroom person. And so what ended up happening is he became like a long-term friend of the group and helped us later on when we ended up back in like the mushroom people city. And we ended up like following his life. And he didn't travel with us all the time, but we like, he became a relevant NPC that people liked and cared about. And he was just a random, just a blurb. Yeah. Just a, blurb. Was just a blurb on a page somewhere. Exactly. Um, but, but you took that initiative and took the opportunity to, to, to play out the charisma of your character and make a friend, you know? Yeah. And it landed, right? Because that's the thing. You can't sit there as the GM and know what NPCs are going to land with your group. You never know what's going to, what's going to fascinate yeah. people. And 
if you if you don't take the opportunity to make your PCs talk to those people and then you talk back to them in some kind of character voice. And by the way, I don't mean like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. I don't mean like that kind of a voice. Right. <laughs> right. Not not a vocal shift. But uh, right. I mean, yeah, the voice giving, of giving the, character. The, char the character a presence as a character. Yes. If you never do that, guaranteed none of them are going to land. Right. Nobody will ever be interesting because there's nothing store. There's nothing. There is nothing fascinating or memorable about a one sentence box right. text description that is going to yeah, really make other, it otherwise you're, you're, you know, you're playing some, one of the, some, some eight bit RPG where you walk into the store and there's three items on the table and a dude behind it that says, would you like to buy something? Yes, yes. no. And you exactly. pick yes or no. And that's it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So to me, and by the way, I'm okay with even obfuscating the role. I, I think that I lean toward like, if if the PC really sells you and they're like, well, should I roll? You can just be like, nah, you're good, right? So you use the role where necessary. And by the way, I think certain elements of charisma can often, as this plays out in the game, to get very granular about it for a moment, I think certain elements can be more interesting when you bring the role in more often. So for example, let's say you're trying to lie to somebody actively, right? Um, how good your lie is can be interesting to supplement with a role, right? To see how well you sold it, how well you in, yeah. intoned it, that kind of thing. Um, well, I think I think that's telling. I, I really feel like the, the 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 proper operating word to use here is supplemental. Yes, it should supplement the game. It should not be the end all be all. Right, right. To me, the 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 fascinating story of charisma is that it's so much bigger than the stat. Right. And in a way, now, now, don't get me wrong. In in modern D and D, charisma is used for a bunch of other things, right? It's you know, it, it has yeah, it is tied to things. Yeah, it's yeah, tied, it it's tied to combat. Way. You know, in ways, right. right? Like sorcerers use it to cast spells and stuff like that, and that's all fine. Mm -hmm. Great, it has mechanical weight. It can add to your saving throws in certain cases. It is what it is. There, it's a number. It's meant to be used like our previous example of strength, and it's not meant to be fungible, and that's fine. Right. But you can you can only use your strength to lift X amount of pounds. You your charisma, however, can lift mountains. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's so, my God, Travis. That is such a good way to put that. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I. Wow. I don't have a better summary statement than that, dude. That's really good. You, That'll you do. Threw me for That'll a loop do, there. Okay. Yes. So so let me return. That I think that's a good way to cap the discussion of of charisma with players and that. Let's let's return back. I do here. think there is there. I think there or are ways NPCs. though to use um, charisma rolls and just the 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 pure crunch of charisma. You know, there's 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 places for it um, in in the social area, like in, in okay. like like uh, like like on big abstract situations, like um, if if you're looking looking at um, like like big uh, big transactions happening that are behind the scenes and are would really just get in the way of role playing then why not why not just roll you know there oh, are sure. there are a few times right yeah yeah yes if it's going to get in the way of the narrative sure 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 that's that's fair yes yeah it's okay so not i didn't want to stop over you moving us into the next territory here so please, no, you're fine please slide us into the next the next area you you raised up a good point that in general you don't want to it's it's very hard to usually make rules and say never do this thing right it's more like yeah probably don't do this thing so i agree Okay, here's the so so I want to move into I want to kind of close 
with some discussion on using it on other players because most of what we restricted ourselves here to was a discussion around using yeah player versus the world yeah right player versus the world which makes sense because it's all the gm and he's he or she is is representing a host of individuals but here we have somebody you know i turn to you travis i'm i'm the fighter in the group you're the cleric right and i'm like um i'm like hey uh, you should cast these spells on me, okay? Because I'm going to be in danger. And you're like, well, I really need to save my magic for healing for the group or something. And I'm like, no, you should do it because it's really important. And I throw a charisma check at you for, like, persuasion, to persuade you to do it, right? And I'm like, nope, I got a 26. You know, you can roll opposed if you want, but you're not going to beat my number. That's a weird. Right, so that's that's never going to happen in any of my games. Like, sure. any anytime, like you you cannot assert your 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 opinion about how a character should act on another player. Um, like their their character is their character, and and like there's just there. Like, I'm like the only way that you should have any control over that character is with their consent. Uh, okay, so so there's a there's a consent issue here, where they've come to the table, they have much better idea of how, of who and who their character is and how that character interacts with the world than the person the person next to them does um and there's no role even if even if you rolled the best role that of the of all the roles in in all of the rolling world <laughs> okay it doesn't doesn't mean you have the right to decide how another character should act right and it should always be an organic experience and if the players aren't um mature enough to handle that organic experience of just Role playing back and forth until a natural end occurs, like a like a like a natural outcome. Um, then you have to kind of step in and, you know, reiterate that fact that they are they are not in charge of someone else's character. Um, you can't you can't say I want to I want to play my character. I just don't want you to play yours. Right. Well, now let me give you a softer example. Let's see if you. I, I figured you would Please, react yes. strongly to that one because I agree. I yeah, I feel very strongly. No, and so do I. That I think that would feel offensive to most of our listeners, right? Because right. it does. It just like when I when I describe I purposely picked something that was really pushing the line because when I hear that, I kind of your skin crawls, right? Like, what are you talking about? That's not how this game is played. Is almost what you want to say, right? Um, right. But let me give you a, a, a slightly different example, Travis. Uh, no, it's fine. I didn't kill him. He he that um he was killed by by one of the guards, and that's a lie, okay. And your character suspects yeah. it to be a lie, okay. So, and I go boom, and I drop that dice, and I'm like, "There's my bluff or whatever would happen, you know, deception, whatever addition you happen to want to pick that they labeled this thing as, right? Here's my lying skill check, okay, right. on charisma, and I rolled like a thirty-two. You have to believe my lie. Right? Well, this is a situation where, as a player, you have to decide whether or not you're willing to walk into a door. Okay? So, so without, you know, without, you know, that glass door, is it glass or is it just an open doorway? I don't know. Let's walk into it. Right. Um, and, it, you know, if you're willing to do that, then you, you, know, you are already a mature enough player to deal with the situation. And they're just going to walk into the door if it seems like it's going to be the best idea for the, for the storyline or, you know, um, in, in the worst case scenario, you're not a very mature player, then maybe you're open to rolling and accepting the outcome of that role. 
right? Like, I think it's the same thing still. So, so do you, you think... You gotta suck it up as a player right. when you're actually wrong. Um, and you have to be mature enough to know when you are wrong. Sure. So my point is, what what do you feel as it like? You're the person who's being lied to, and I throw a high roll at you. What do you? What's your reaction there as a player? Um, as a player, what do I do? Um, okay. So what was your example exactly? Like literally, what that person says to me? I mean, yeah, I I uh, lie like to you with those give, exact if, words. I I would probably question that. Um, I, I would say, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into it. If the situation doesn't call for me buying into it. Yep. I, I agree. I, 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 I would dis and I would, I would also disagree with any GM who, who, uh, backs that up. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. My feeling in general, I think what this puts a, that one I feel was probably less offensive. It's tough. Yeah. Because I bet people have had that happen at their games. I think that's where it comes up the most often right amongst players is the one character lying to another character and they're trying to sell it with a bluff check. Okay. Now as somebody who has played many, so here's a thing about me. I like playing characters with dark secrets. <laughs> um, and so I like having characters who have things close to the vest and who lie a lot to their supposed friends. Right. Now I've right, done this. so to have someone try to try to pull the rug right out from under you, like at a whim, that's rough. Yeah. So in general, I've never rolled a dice to lie, and I think it's better if you're gonna lie in character. If that's what in character here, we're not talking. Players shouldn't lie to each other. Period. Okay. Like that's. Let me just start there. I'm talking yeah. about in character here. Um. Well, the first thing you need to do is. Your, your group has to be mature enough for that to happen. But I think throwing dice at your other players is generally going to end poorly. You need yeah, to I mean, be it's, able it's generally to convince end just them. As, just as poorly as when you, you say, I'm going to attack you. That's the same thing they're going right. to feel. Yep. Um, as, it's as if you're swinging a sword at them. Yep. Um, because you're rolling dice in their general vicinity. You're like, I'm throwing these numbers, numbers at you that, that means I'm going to assert dominance. You know what I mean? Like, what? That's totally what it feels like. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you need to just like in that event, you need to just like talk to the player. Don't result to the dice. You need to, if, if it gets heated, then you go out of character speech and you go into player speech and say, yeah, this is what I'm trying to do. This is why explain what your character's trying to do. Take it. OOC for a moment, calm things back down. Right. But in character, I think it's best to just, if you're going to try to lie, then lie. Right. And sell your, your bluff. And if you get caught in your lie, all the better roll with the punches. Cause that sounds more interesting to me, right? If you get caught up in it, now you've got to backpedal and explain and stuff like that. And whoa, whoa things just got interesting. Right. Yeah. I like, it, it certainly seems more, more along the lines of the, the fact that the dice should only be involved when all parties involved want the dice to be involved. Right. Yes. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like if both if both ends are like, well, you did a good argument, I did a good argument. Let's roll to see, you know, which way we go with this. You know what I mean? I do. That lie, I, that lie was really good, but my character's really smart. So why don't we just roll? You know what I mean? Yep. I think that falling back to the to the dice, or, sorry, falling back to the dice when you both want to is okay. Going to the dice, yeah, that's first, the right situation. Yes, as your alpha strike to try to shortcut discussion, that's that's bad 
that's bad uh dirty pool mm-hmm. yeah there you go yeah so i think that's i think that's where, that's where we come down on rolling charisma versus role-playing charisma so i'm gonna call that undesigned i think that's role-playing charisma versus rolling charisma undesigned i agree uh thank you very much everybody we certainly appreciate you listening a little bit longer one today but as i said i knew this would be a heated topic always love to hear what you think about the episode email is down in the description hit us up anytime with your thoughts feelings concerns or future topic suggestions always love to see that and as always we'll see you next time we don't actually see anybody vince i know but we'll 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 talk to him next time 